Good morning to our loyal WFYL listeners around the world. Welcome back to your Philadelphia Friday, only on Fox News Radio. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in once again, because you still have the right to hear and the right to be heard. We're here with you on 1180 AM and broadcasting real time at 1180WFYL.com. Coming to you straight from the birthplace of liberty here in the greater Philadelphia area. And we continue to fight day in and day out as your voice of freedom in the Delaware Valley. I'm attorney Mike Jeremita from Jeremita Law Offices, but everybody knows me as Mike G. And you're listening to Mike G in the morning with The Law Matters. And you can listen to our program every Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern, only on Fox News Radio, WFYL. So let's be heard. You know, Philly Chris, we've said on this program over and over again, buckle up and enjoy the ride. You've noticed that, haven't you? Yes, we certainly have. Well, I I think we need to replace that one with (laughs) jumping on the third rail, right? (laughs) (laughs) I like it. We got to do it. Maybe we should use that one. You know, a busy week in court. For some reason, it seems like... you had some uh, big wins. I heard through a little birdie, you had some big wins. (laughs) A little birdie. Yeah, Billy Chris took a ride out to uh, Franklin County with me earlier this week, just to enjoy the scenery, right? (laughs) That's a beautiful ride. (laughs) You know what it seems like? It seems like all of the hearings that were postponed during this pandemic situation, they got together and they said, okay, let's make all of them for the week of the 21st, okay? Let's just throw every single hearing that's ever been postponed and make it the week of the 21st. We were out in Franklin County on a felony gun case. Favorable result on that one. Um, we had a bunch of other stuff. Thursday we had two. Starting off with the restoration of rights proceeding. Uh, mental health. 6105F. We've spoken about that on this program before. Another favorable result. We also had a hearing with the Game Commission. Dealing with... A license suspension appeal. So basically, they suspended this gentleman's license for three years, which I thought was absolutely egregious. Looks like that one is going to go our way. You know, and looking at the surrounding circumstances, the gentleman took responsibility for committing a violation. And for my hunters who are listening to this program, you know, they are pretty meticulous with all the ins and outs, the procedural things you've got to do regarding tagging and things of that nature. And this poor guy, he's been hunting for almost 40 years. And for lack of a better term, I think the best way to describe it is he had a brain fart. He, it's not that he didn't know the law. It's not that he didn't intend to follow the law. He just skipped something procedurally. And all week, I've been thinking about how I could bring this to the attention of the hearing officer without using the term brain fart. (laughs) 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 That's not necessarily the most appropriate term for for brain fart. So I came up with mental (laughs) lapse. I wonder what you guys think of that. Is that that an appropriate translation? You should have called it a Joe Uh, Biden moment. 
a Joe Biden moment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I regret that. Although I don't know which way the hearing officer swayed politically. But, oh, man, had you told me that, I should have just called Russ. And forget using the thesaurus. Wait, right? who's Joe Biden? Right. Who's I forgot already, right? <laughs> you know, man, the thing. Come on, man. He's the current vice president, isn't he? <laughs> He's the vice president who doesn't know his wife from his sister. He's running for uh, senator, right? His name is Uncle Creepy. Super Thursday. <laughs> well, we could go on. I could go on forever, baby. <laughs> <laughs> But busy, busy, busy week in court this week. Lots of fighting for Second Amendment rights. Whole lot going on, uh, court related. You know, last week on the program, we were talking about how the president put out this list of potential Supreme Court nominations, one of them being Ted Cruz, and uh, that really excited me. I don't know if you folks could tell. But I like that one. I don't think we could have somebody stronger on the Second Amendment when it comes to uh, when it comes to bringing somebody onto the Supreme Court who believes in our Second Amendment and who's going to interpret the Second Amendment accordingly. I don't think we could get somebody stronger than Ted Cruz. But wouldn't you know it? Uh, just not very long later, was it Friday or Saturday she passed away? It, it was Friday. It was Friday. Almost had a Joe Biden moment, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's Friday. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away. Uh, very, very interesting timing that we're, we're talking about that. And then this takes place. So uh, after everybody pays their respects and everything, there becomes a serious debate as to what's going to happen with respect to getting somebody else onto the Supreme Court. President Trump says that he will nominate somebody over the weekend, and it looks like the Senate is going to vote on this. Philly Chris, did that surprise you that we're talking about it, and then you know later on that day we get this news? You know, it was interesting. I, I, I was looking at that a little bit, and I guess because we're so close to the election, you know, they probably wanted to get it out there right away. But it's a little quick, but, you know— uh, I was looking into that a little bit, and I believe there's been 19 appointments throughout history that have been within the, the last few months or so, or, you know, the final part of a uh, of a um, presidential term. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's true. You know, wouldn't you know, they make it seem like this. This is the first time it's ever happened. Right. And you look back at the last couple and in our recent memory. When Obama was on his way out and Scalia passed away, and they wanted to get somebody in right away. He actually did nominate somebody, right? He nominated Merrick Garland, and the Senate decided not to vote. And they pointed back to what they referred to as the Biden rule, right? Because Biden had pushed the Senate not to vote on a nomination uh, towards the end of a term. Now, here's the, the big difference between those two situations and what we've got going on today. In both of those situations, you had a Senate who was not politically aligned with the president, right? So presumably, uh, during midterm elections, the people spoke and they decided who they wanted to be in office in the Senate. They wanted to have that check, that balance, Right. And that didn't happen this time around, did it? Midterm elections, 
The Republicans did not lose the Senate, so they are aligned. That is the fundamental difference here. You see that, Chris? Yeah, that's a really good point. I, I did hear some folks talking about that uh, on the news recently. So, yeah, it, it makes a big difference, right? Absolutely. And it, it came out, I saw this NPR story where they said her dying wish was to not be replaced until a new president is elected. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. That's interesting, though, that she would say that. Yeah, I believe those were the words, too. A new president is elected. So if Trump wins the re-election, well, first, (laughs) that sounds like a totally made-up quote, right? Like like somebody's listening, what was that? She said, uh, she said, don't, don't put somebody in until the, the new president selected. What, what was that, grandma? You want me to have all of your money? What was that, Philly Chris? I get the Porsche. Is that what you're saying on your deathbed? <laughs> that's right. That's uh, that right. Philly Chris wanted me to Hang have on, his Porsche. <laughs> sounds totally made up. That, that's first of Just all. A- yeah. But second right, of all, right, right. a new president is elected. So that means if Trump wins the reelection, then we've just got to wait. Right. Can you see? Um, well, I've heard people make this argument that because we have a highly contested presidential election coming up, that if there is not a new Supreme Court justice uh, nominated and confirmed, then they'll be even on the Supreme Court. And if there are any issues with the election that have to be determined by the Supreme Court, uh, they could end up. At a stalemate, so to speak, because they could end up 4-4. Now, that was also the case when Scalia passed away. No two ways about it. I don't want to be a hypocrite on this program. I might be angry. I might be grumpy. I might be vocal about certain things, but I don't want to be a hypocrite. Uh, You might as well. Everybody else is. (laughs) I don't fit into this business, do I? (laughs) (laughs) You're behaving too much. It's too easy. It's uh, behaving is something that nobody's ever accused me of, Philly Chris. So so congratulations. (laughs) There's a first time for everything. (laughs) I want to ask you folks this. Um, We've got these debates that are supposedly coming up. I'm making air quotes of because you folks can't see me, but these debates are supposedly coming up. Anybody want to take bets on whether Biden shows? Oh yeah, sure. I'll, I'll take that bet, Mike. Do you think he's going to show up? I don't see how to let him do it. I, I really don't. I mean, at this point I don't, you know, uh, you know, and we've talked about it on the show in the past and we've addressed, you know, the medical concerns or whatever's going on with him, you know, uh, I know we joke around a lot, and, and then we also are serious, and we try to make fun of everybody a little bit on both sides. But I don't see how they could let him do it from a strategic standpoint, right? I mean, how is he going to go <laughs> up against them? How, how would he do that? I, what I think they should do is just have Trump debate Joe Biden's teleprompter. There you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and just, just cut out the middleman, right? That's probably what I'm yeah. yeah. Maybe they can use some AI. All that new AI that's coming out, they can just oh yeah, they can they can do a deep fake. I don't know. I don't see how he could. So is that Russ? They could do a deep fake. He yeah, they could do a deep fake. Have somebody double as him and use AI to like make it look and sound like him. So so a deep fake for anybody who's listening doesn't know what that is. Basically, you take the image of somebody on video. And you're able to make it look as if they're saying something they didn't actually say, and you're able to overdub the audio. It's actually pretty scary stuff. If you look up deep fake <laughs> on YouTube and watch some of the videos of people saying things they didn't say, 
absolutely crazy. But yeah, I guess suppose that would be a strategy for them, Russ. Um, so well, let's take wagers right now. So if he shows up, how, how many of us think he's going to show up to all three? Does anybody think he's going to show up to all three? I think no, I right? No, I think so. Yeah. So does anybody think that yeah. he's going to show up for two? Probably not. I do. Who's that back there? We got Jenny from the block joining oh. us on the program today. <laughs> Jenny on the block. <laughs> I didn't know she was ready to, to participate. I uh, Feel free to pipe in. You know, I've got a great story about her <laughs> later on. But so you don't think he's going to show up from two, Jenny? I think he'll show up for two. And then I think, think he will show it'll up be a knockout. Two. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then I think it'll be a knockout. And he'll just say, oh, I can't come. And I'll use some kind of excuse for that. Huh. What about you, Russ? Do you think he will show up for two? I think he's going to show up for one. And the reason one. I say okay. the reason I say that, and I don't know if it's going to be the first one or the last one, because my theory is they're going to send him in and test the waters if he shows up for the first one. And when Trump eats his lunch, then uh, then they'll just you know give an excuse for the next two. Or he'll Does show anybody up for, think he'll show up for zero? Does anybody think he'll show up for zero? I'm going for zero, and I think if he shows up for one, somebody in the deep state's going to pull the fire alarm or shut the power off in the facility, and they'll have to cancel it. Yeah, if he it's says like, something it's stupid, like they'll cut him Cal off. like that Rifkin Jr. story. Did you ever hear that one, <laughs> Philly Chris? No, no, tell me. You, you know, I'm not as good with the sports stuff as you, but let me, let me hear it. So Cal Rifkin Jr., shortstop for the Baltimore Orioles for many years, Hall of Fame baseball player. Not that I watch baseball anymore, just just for the record. Um, it's kind of tough to watch any sports if you're politically aligned with us. But What's baseball? Uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Unfortunately. You know, Snowflake Snowflakington didn't know his sports, and we got on him about that. But, hey, maybe he was on to something. <laughs> what are you talking this. about, man? <laughs> Sammy the Socialist, not too familiar. <laughs> but Cal Ripken Jr. had the streak for – and this – so he had the streak for playing in the most games in a row in history. Lou Gehrig from the New York Yankees had that streak before he did. And then Cal Ripken Jr. broke that streak. Now, there was this story out there. Well, this is what really happened. What really happened is there was a game that was ultimately postponed because there was no power at Camden Yards. There was a power outage and the mm -hmm. Orioles game had to be postponed. And then there were all these conspiracy theories unfounded but there are these conspiracy theories that something happened and ripkin couldn't make it to the game that night and they wanted to keep the streak intact so they just uh -huh. cut the power at the the stadium <laughs> so that way the game had to be postponed and and he wouldn't lose the streak that's that's the wow. way the story goes again i'm not, okay. not claiming that it's true in any way shape or form um but that's one of the the conspiracies so you think zero russ thinks one Jenny thinks two. Here's what I'll do. I'll take three. I'll take that he'll show up to all three just because I need Ooh. the action and I can't get okay. any action oh. anywhere else. So, so, uh, if, so if he shows up to, well, nobody else has got it. So if, if he shows up to all three, um, then all yeah. of you have to buy me dinner. It's a, it's a losing <laughs> bet. I'm, I'm going to end okay. up buying dinner. Hang on, hang on, hang on, <laughs> hang on. If we're, if we're all buying you dinner, is it, we all three split one bill for one dinner of yours, or we each buy you three separate dinners. <laughs> Russ is making well, sure he's no, some kind no. of a lawyer. Russ, Russ is a lawyer. He's like, I want to make sure the terms are clear before right, we. Right, right. <laughs> hey, you know what? Bi-monthly means two things. So three, three dinners. 
or, or uh, I'm, I'm fine with whatever. How about this? If, <laughs> if I'm the one who loses, you guys will probably make me buy all of you dinner. Um, <laughs> if if uh, if he shows up to two, then we've got to buy Jenny dinner. If he shows up to one, we've got to buy Russ dinner. And then if he shows up to zero, we buy Philly Chris dinner. All right. Well, As, thank you. Guys. Why don't we all just skip this and go out to Olive Garden? <laughs> oh my god, what kind of Italians on this program right now? Olive yeah. god. They got infinite breadsticks. Oh my goodness. I hey. just had <laughs> What's that? I just had flashbacks to the country. Yeah, uh, living country. in the country, right? Olive Garden is the, the that's the premier spot. That's the thing. <laughs> good salad. I like pizza. their salad. So I, I'm glad that Jenny from the block joined us today because I want to talk a little bit about Twitter wars. Now, <laughs> there's this conception out there that what you see on Twitter and the, the opinions that you see on Twitter are reflective for the rest of the country. And uh, it's easy to fall into that if you're on Twitter because you see all <laughs> these things trending and you think, oh my goodness, this is the overwhelming majority of people. I don't think it quite works that way. Um, but that seems to happen very often. And had a couple of people get into some wars this week. I got uh, sent in something from Sean from New York. <laughs> uh, this is great. I've got to print it out here. So Mike Bloomberg tweeted, the right to vote is fundamental to our democracy and no American should be denied that right. Nobody is fighting for that right harder than Florida Rights Restore and Desmond Mead 44. Their work is critical to defending a more inclusive democracy. That's why this National Voter Registration Day, we're working with Florida Rights Restore to end the disenfranchisement and discrimination that prevents returning citizens from voting. Now, do you know what returning citizens means? <laughs> what, what is all this code for? Because this felons. sounds like basically, it's a code for something. They want to restore felons' rights to vote. That, that's what it comes down to. And ah. supposedly, Bloomberg's <laughs> paying a ton of money to fund this, to try to get these, these, uh, these people's rights back. Now, why? Is he uh, a criminal? No. <laughs> that, that couldn't be true. I know they're not expecting these folks to, to vote Republican. Now, I will say this. I work in the business of restoration of rights. I restore a lot of people's rights. And, you know, I think that the, the system can be unfair for taking people's rights away uh, the way they do. A lot of these people, they've paid their debt to society and they've had um, long lives thereafter where they're productive members of society. And it's unfortunate that people lose their rights Notice they would never swap that out with the right to own firearms, right? That would right, never, ever happen. No, anytime, of course not. I'm going to ruin this for everybody. Anytime you hear some politician on the left uh, talking about uh, the right to vote and how uh, the Republicans are trying to suppress the right to vote and they're trying to put in all these roadblocks for people with their right to vote in the name of security and that they want to they don't want to restore these people's rights to vote. They're being denied the right to vote. I want you to swap out the right to own a gun every single time they say that. OK, they just swap it out in your head and see if it makes any sense if they would be on board with that. I highly doubt it. That wouldn't fit their but, narrative. So no. It wouldn't uh, fit their narrative. I, I think that's where my issue comes into play. It's not that there are these people who have been convicted of a crime and they've paid their debt to society and now they're going to be able to vote again. I think that my issue with it is that it's such a clear political agenda. And if that they didn't expect to get 
more if they expected to get more Donald Trump votes out of doing this, they would not be on board, period. (laughs) That would not be their goal. He would not be putting money into this. He doesn't care about people's rights to vote. He cares about getting the votes that he wants to get. What do you think? Yeah, I would totally agree with you, Mike. I mean, that that's pretty clear. It seems uh, that's the direction they're trying to go. And, you know, I don't know if you know this. Is What's the history on that? Has it always been that way with the whole felony thing and not being able to vote after your conviction? Or is that something? And when did that great start? Question. I don't know the answer to. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. wonder if it was different before, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I know that in uh, the Heller decision, Scalia was talking about Persons who were traditionally prohibited from owning and possessing firearms, such as felons or the mentally insane, I think he called them. Uh, okay. which obviously our prohibitions go way further than that. Uh, mm-hmm. It's way beyond just felonies and the quote mentally insane. I mean, we're talking about any kind of involuntary mental health treatment. And these are sometimes things that last hours and affect people for the rest of their lives. That's why I, I have to go to court for these things and it could be, it could be terrible. Um, but I'm not sure when that's served with respect to the, the right to vote. We'd have, we'll have to look into that. Well, Sean from New York wrote a, a response post to, to Mike Bloomberg. I got it sent over to me. It says, I love you, little Michael. I miss living under you in New York city. It was an <laughs> honor to serve you and do as I was told. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's great. great. That's so him, too, right? We've gotten to know Sean from New York on this program. Uh, That that sounds like something he would say. He went right right for it. What's that? No, I said he just went right for it. Yeah, right for it. Right? He's not he's yeah. not a shy guy. I think we found that out about him, right? <laughs> I think he was telling some, no, some absolutely. history something like that and talking about a policy. And I said, well, Sean, you know, you say something like that. Somebody caught, might call you prejudice or, or racist. What would you have to say to that? He said, I'd just say you don't know history. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's it. It wasn't shaken by it. I'd just say you don't know history. <laughs> he was ready. He was ready for that one. That's all. That's all. Um one more thing about the whole voting slash firearms situation. We've got the Pennsylvania attorney general, Josh Shapiro, coming out and, and trying to battle the lawsuit dealing with voting by mail and how obviously uh, the Trump campaign thinks that uh, there are more safeguards that need to be put in place and that uh, there is a lot of room for fraud when it comes to voting by mail. And the way they couch it on the left and the way Shapiro's couched it is, uh, you know, they're, they're trying to put these barriers in the place from people exercising a constitutional right. See what I've been talking about for all these years, right? <laughs> Just seriously, I want to take a, a full interview with the guy and every point he makes about preventing people from voting and exercising a constitutional right. I just want to swap that out with firearms, right? If you yeah. if you said, OK, because we don't want to prevent people from exercising a constitutional right, we're going to allow people to purchase firearms by mail. And of course, I know that these people on the left <laughs> think that already happens, right? Or if they don't think it, they try to push that narrative that people are just buying guns willy nilly on the Internet and they show up at your door. Total nonsense. Got to go through a federal firearms licensee. And in these situations, you end up 
going to your dealer and submitting to a background check, filling out paperwork, the same as if you picked out a gun from behind their counter at their store. Uh, but you hear this all the time. If we were to propose this system for firearms, they'd say, oh, no, there's too much room for fraud, right? They, people could get away with things. It's like, well, is it secure or is it not? There's no, okay, it's secure for this. It's not secure for that. Is it secure or is it not? Tell me. You notice yeah, that? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, it's a good point, Mike. And uh, I'm here you voting know, for. <laughs> What's that? Right? Yeah, that's that's depends good, on yeah. who you're voting for, what your agenda <laughs> is. And it goes back to that that whole hypocrisy thing we were talking about, right? It goes back to uh, you know, it's no problem for these people to be hypocrites. We we've got that's actually a disability for us, isn't it, Chris? It's a disease. It's a disease that we can't be hypocrites. <laughs> it's a problem. It We're at a serious disadvantage here. So we got another Twitter war um, from Jenny on the block. <laughs> Jenny on the block. So here is where it's uh, – where does it start? Up at the top? And you got to forgive me. I'm like a caveman with this social media yeah. stuff. Is the first one yeah, – I... slash Biden divided us? Is that the first one? And then I can just read down from there. Yeah, I was tweeting about there was something trending that said uh, Trump divided us. It was like really trending. It was like one of the top trends the other day. So I just wrote my own tweet that was Obama slash Biden divided us because that's what I believe. I -hmm. think that's when the division started, not with Trump. Obama slash Biden divided us. Hashtag Trump is standing up for us. Hashtag Trump 2020 at real Donald Trump at Eric Trump. At Kim Guilfoyle, at Donald Trump Jr., at Lara Lee Trump. So now, this mustard-eating knucklehead replied <laughs> to you. <laughs> and she mm-hmm. says, that's laughable. If you actually believe this, then the truth is he, quote, divided us because America put a, quote, black man in office for two terms. So basically, he divided, quote, us means he divided us racists just my opinion. Of course, right? You can't possibly <laughs> think that Obama did something wrong. Then right. you must be a right. racist. If you if that's all they've got in return, isn't it? That's all they got. You're a racist because you didn't like Obama. Obama, Biden. Uh, absolutely. We, we saw evidence of this constantly. This is where all these Black Lives Matter uh, marches, the one where they were out there uh, chanting pigs in a blanket, fry like bacon. That all happened under who? Who did that take place under? If I remember oh. correctly, it was uh, under Obama, yeah. So they had issues with the, the way the police were doing things under Obama, right? Yeah. Uh, I, thought, I thought he would have fixed that. If Trump could fix it, can't he fix that? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but even further, what my whole point there was that I do remember sitting in front of the TV because the riots brought me back. And I remember sitting in front of the TV and seeing Obama, seeing the Ferguson riots, remember? And it was crazy do you guys all remember that oh, oh could yeah we good may, may russ wasn't born yet so it's uh <laughs> just tell him about. no but it, it was it was i remember sitting in front of the tv is the same as basically now just just rewind time and it was explosions and fires and it was pretty intense and i just remember when is obama going to come out and condemn this so, right remember I mean, what happened, Freddie gray over in know. baltimore remember baltimore was on fire yeah. And it's nothing to say because honestly, is, I believe <laughs> fact is fact. 
fact is fact for each case, right? I mean, we just want the left to stop for a second, see what the facts are before going to burn things down. I mean, we don't want them to burn things down, but oh, well. at least stop for a second. Uh, well, and- let me get to the rest of this exchange. I, w- I want to tell the whole story here. Okay. So Jenny from the block replies, just throw in the term racist and your point is made, right? No, I vote on policy. Nice try, though. Oh, and also points for dumbing me down. I'm an informed female voter who's voting for President Trump. Doesn't fit your narrative, right? I thought that was excellent, right? Because That's a great response, yeah. You got to figure that this mustard-eating knucklehead is some kind of <laughs> feminist who constantly preaches women empowerment and men shouldn't tell women what to do and all this <laughs> other stuff. Yeah. And Jenny's out there like, well, yes, I do have a brain and these are the decisions that I've made, so shut up! Well, the thing I don't get too is how your your original tweet, Jenny, if I uh, remember correctly mm-hmm. from a moment ago, that you didn't say anything about race. You just made the statement. So how do they? Right. This is the problem, though. They just jump like for, right from A to Z, uh, okay. right to the race. Hey, listen, there, so I studied ridiculous. psychology, and even I I can't figure out how she went from there to there. So um, that's how I know it's just they're being fed something. Yeah. You know, right, right. Being fed. Right. This is the narrative, and you stick to it. But. It does get worse. It, there's actually something worse than being a racist out there, apparently, according to the left. So continue, Mike. Okay. So the mustard-eating knucklehead replies, we will have to agree that we disagree. Good luck to you. Take care. I'm seriously not interested in continuing to debate with MAGA supporters. There comes a time when no... There is no change. That's illiterate. But when no, there is no change in heart or thought that will occur. And you feel the same about me as well, I'm sure. Peace sign. Well, that's interesting. You you brought one point back and they're like, I'm done. (laughs) No, thank you. I'm not the boy. I'm not debating with you mega supporters. You have a difference of opinion, and uh, I've got nothing in return. So Jenny, that's my uh, point. When you're labeled a MAGA supporter, that's it. Oh, okay, so that, that's done. worse than a racist. That's a MAGA yeah. supporter. Yeah, if you're a Ma- once you label me a MAGA supporter, I, I notice a change in tone. That was it. She was done. That that was it. Um, so Jenny says, "I." But I continue. I agree in some ways, and yes, we may just we may be just too far apart to agree. I believe we are at a turning point in our country. But I also believe it didn't start with Trump. I saw it with Obama and watching his stance on riots and watching division grow. I knew something was changing. I think that's a very thoughtful and intelligent response. He actually brought up a point instead of saying, you're an idiot racist. You're a mustard eating knucklehead. (laughs) That that was a well thought out response better than I could have done. And so mustard eating knucklehead replies. Yes, we are tired with allowing abuses to continue. Abuses against women, minorities, LGBT, and watching conservative far-right Christian ideologies continue to leak their way into our legislative and judicial branches of government. God forbid Christian values leak their way in, right? We're in a whole lot of trouble, folks. Horrible, Uh, horrible. She said, yep, good changes started with Obama. Oh, uh, uh, so Jenny responds, abuses toward women, minorities and LGBT start with the human heart. You'll see that policy doesn't change people's hearts. There will always be evil in this world, but we can't allow policy to encourage the killing of innocent babies 
or limit every citizen's right to protection. Hashtag 2A for all. Love it. Nice. Good job, Jenny. And then she and goes, then guess what? Mustard Eaton Knucklehead goes, typical, abortion and second, uh, bye. And that was it. That no, was no. Bye uh, bye. No, that, no, no. No, actually, what happened was she blocked me after I she said, blocked you too. response before that. Wow. blocked me and then she unblocked me to say that and then now i'm blocked i think again oh what a coward what a chicken Woo! chicken <laughs> but I... my point is is i mean you know you can go through these twitter debates all day my point was is like you can't have a conversation because they just boom they're just done it was like maga two way uh you know against abortion done like they're not even they're not even sitting that, at the table that was it i've got i've got nothing else. christian see you later no thank you so right. uh, i've got a new name for you jenny from now on you shall be referred to as jenny from the blocked son what do you think about that <laughs> oh, <right>. jenny from <laughs> the block okay. there we go yeah. <laughs> well i think Take that's it. part of the problem is people just can't even talk anymore like you can't she's saying debate like she's not really debating you're just having a conversation and then it it's ending so quickly, but you know, it'd be nice if people could actually share the facts a little bit and have a conversation for a period of time without just instantly hating each other and blocking each other. You know, I don't see how we're going to make progress. Say, you can't communicate. I think it is getting like that. There's few people left that actually do want to communicate with each other. I'll, and, and it's on both sides. Um, sure. I do see people mm-hmm. on both sides saying I've had it because I'll be honest, we are so far apart, you know, but yeah. how are we going to get yeah. along and how, but, but the, you know, maybe a couple of things, if you say it in the right way, somebody might hear something, but it's it like, I, I truly believe it's a turning point. Like we were talking about before. I think this is it. I don't exactly know what's around. I'm not going to predict, but this is a no look back moment. I think it's been coming for some time since Obama, but this is now, this is the change. Right. I think going forward, I haven't tried this in the past, but when I disagree with someone, I'm just going to scream at the top of my lungs as loud as I can. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully Biden isn't going to. We'll see you uh, in the street screaming like this. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like they resort that? to that. It's like, well, how's that we'll helping? Have to rescue Philly Chris from the Philly streets. Yeah, yeah, come right. and get me. Now, well, Jenny, thank you so much for for sharing that with us. Feel free to stick around with us. Thank you. Now, speaking of that, I want to remind our listeners that you can participate in the free and open exchange of thoughts and ideas throughout the entire week, utilizing the Mike G in the Morning social media profiles. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash Mike G in the Morning. Our Twitter handle is at Radio Mike G. Our YouTube channel is Mike G in the Morning. Don't forget to like our videos and subscribe. And we've also got a page on the Instant Grams website, and our screen name is Mike G in the Morning. I also want to remind our listeners the powerhouse lineup we've got here at Fox News Radio WFYL. We've got Ben Shapiro bringing you the Ben Shapiro Show weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Scott Adams with the Scott Adams Show weekdays from 9 a.m. until noon. Second Amendment advocate Dana Lash weekdays from noon right until Ben Shapiro. And finally, we've got Michael Savage bringing you the Savage Nation weekdays at 6 p.m. So don't forget to tune in and show them some love. For those of us just tuning in, you're listening to Mike G in the Morning with The Law Matters, only on Fox News Radio, WFYL. You know, somebody sent me this story. It's from... 
the British news outlet, BBC. And mm-hmm. the headline is Black Barrister Mistaken for Defendant Three Times Gets an Apology. Um, Philly, Chris, you've known me for, for quite some time. I want to ask you this. Have you ever heard stories about judges, bailiffs, and anybody else who works in the courthouse confusing me for the defendant and thinking <laughs> that I'm the defendant? Because I'll tell you what, it happens all the time. I could have been at that court 10 times. <laughs> and I still got no, Sarah. You know, only attorneys are allowed behind the bar over right, here. Right, right. <laughs> all right, only attorneys allowed in the courtroom right now. <laughs> You'll have to wait for your attorney to show up. It's like, dude. <laughs> it, it probably happens when you're with me, Mike. I think that's what's happening. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you're the lawyer and I'm right. the criminal. That, that's no, not... I mean, they, they see me and they're like, well, if the guy's hanging with that guy, he must be a criminal. He must know. be a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What about me looks at a criminal? Some the person who sent me the story, it's somebody in my family, uh, sent me this story and said, Where's your article and apology? And I said, I don't need an article or an apology. Just a dollar for every time this happens to me. <laughs> <laughs> so for well, that barrister, maybe... I could tell you <laughs> it wouldn't help you to be Italian. I could tell you that yeah, much. At yeah. least, right? <laughs> well, you look like a tough guy. You don't really look like a typical lawyer, to be honest with you. But I think that's a good thing. You know what right. I mean? Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Remember our, our tough guy for Trump's video we did? So it's probably, they probably Trump. saw that. Oh, I guess I played the bad guy in that video, too. Right. Yeah, I, they I, probably I, saw I, that. And they're like, oh, wait a minute. About to give you a beating. Check that out if our listeners haven't seen that one on our YouTube page, Mike G in the Morning, the Tough Guys for Trump video. Uh, a lot of people thought that was funny. It was based off of uh, an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm with the Make America Great Again hats. Um, <laughs> so so that, that was interesting. I just had to bring that up because I've had so many experiences uh, dealing with that. You, you know, I feel like this whole mask issue is becoming more and more political. That's something that I've noticed uh, are the times that I've had to go out for court. You know, different courts are shut down. We're doing certain things virtually yeah. at certain points. But as far as the masks go, I feel like that it, when I do have to put on a mask, because I'm in a little bit of a, a tricky situation, but when, I, when I'm putting on a mask, I feel like I almost have to explain to people, no, 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 I'm not a Democrat or anything. I, I've got a, I've got a at-risk way. But why does it become a, a whole Republican-Democrat thing? It seems like it's, it's absolutely yeah. fierce at this mm-hmm. point. And, you know, and I think our yeah. listeners are aware that I've got somebody at home, a family member who is certainly, certainly in the at-risk category, has been dealing with health issues for quite some time that I've spoken about on this program. And as a result, I cannot give that person anything. I'm talking about not coronavirus, not the flu, not a cold. It would put that person in a serious medical situation. So I've got to be extremely careful uh, about what we're what I'm doing. So I'm constantly mm-hmm. wearing a mask, constantly wearing gloves at certain points if I think it'll help. Yeah, and I'll tell you, you do a good job, get dirty. Well, thank you, thank you. Yeah. But they'll say, well, what about the gloves get dirty too? But what, the difference is I can take Lysol wipes and disinfectant and wipe off those gloves while I'm doing things. I'm not going to do that on my hands, right? That's, yeah. that's the difference why I think it's sometimes uh, reasonable to use those disposable rubber gloves in certain situations. And besides, how many times have we washed our hands since, you know, February when this came out? Is anybody else's hands feeling extremely raw? I probably sound like the biggest snowflake on the planet right now, right? <laughs> oh, my, well, my hands, my hands are dry. Getting, uh, 
You gotta wash your hands and turn the page. <laughs> My hands are killing me. <laughs> well, mine were getting dry like uh, back in March and April, so I just stopped washing them after just that. Stop washing them, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the water in the shower is burning me, so I haven't taken one in a few months. That's all. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, what else have we got on tap today? Let's see. What else is going on? Um, well, the uh, I know we've been talking about Elon Musk a little bit on the show here and there. Tesla stock just jumped up because uh, Battery Day happened. I don't know if you saw that, Michael, the new uh, batteries that were released. So uh, Elon is saying that he might be able to bring the price of those Teslas down to roughly like $25,000 in the next few years based on the new battery technology. So that's interesting. A little new stuff going on with technology there. And I think we've been following the TikTok thing. It, it seems a little confusing what's going on with that. I'm sorry. Did you have a question, Mike? Yeah, I did. About Tesla. Do they actually make money selling cars? They do now. Yeah. I think the past three or four quarters, they've been profitable. Yeah. And is that based on selling cars or tax credits, though? Well, you know, uh, the company itself is turning a profit now. So I think the tax credit does benefit their sales uh, because the folks that buy the vehicle will look at the tax credit versus overall cost and fuel expense and things of that nature. But yeah, he's doing better now with that. And with this new battery technology coming out that they're going to produce internally. And then I think they're working with Panasonic and a few other companies um, will significantly change the overall production cost and give more efficiency and economy. So yeah, I think the, the future for electric vehicles is, is quite bright. Interesting. I, I in had somebody, Hold on one second, though. I, I heard somebody yeah. say to me, I forget who it was, that what they're going to do is they'll get everybody dependent on these batteries, and then China will just shut down their nickel operations and say, good luck. <laughs> well, you bring right? up a good point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The, the, that's a good point. Yeah, if there's a problem in the production line somewhere, that could be an issue. Yeah. What were you saying about California? Oh, I believe they just passed something banning all uh, petro cars, all gas cars by, uh, I think, 10 years from now. No so kidding. Yeah, yeah. So they're moving forward with it already. But we know how California is. They do all kinds of crazy stuff. So uh, Yeah, well, a yeah, lot, yeah. it seems like a lot of people are leaving California. and Well, there's a lot of people moving in there, too, but they just have tents and stuff. <laughs> well, here's my... Here's what scares me about the people who are leaving is that they're going to places like Texas and Colorado and, and places like that. And right. they're not realizing why they had to leave California. I think by and large, these people say, OK, I'm going to come here and I'm going to vote Democrat down the ticket. So what is wrong with you? Your, your leftist policies destroyed your home. Yeah, they, they destroyed right. your home. And yeah, it's it's I don't understand why people don't see it for more of what it is. But I guess that's why we're so divided, too. Right. You know, it's funny. I was in Beverly Hills sometime last year at a cigar shop and I was smoking a cigar and I was talking to the owner. And, you know, you never know of what political persuasion people are who are sitting around and standing around and they don't know what I do for a living. And we're just sort of having a conversation. And keep in mind, we're in California. And the owner was telling me how you know, he came to America as an immigrant in the 1980s. And he built this thriving business. And at one point, he had two storefronts. And business was great. But basically, California taxed him into a smaller operation. Mm, and wow. that he can only carry a select few cigars. They've downsized their operation. 
who knows how they're going to be after this whole pandemic situation. Who knows if they're even going to be able to stay open. But I was just being that the wise guy that I am, and I didn't make any points like this. All I said was, really? So uh, <laughs> w- w- what do you think's been changing in California since the 1980s? <laughs> Is there some kind of potentially common denominator here? Is there uh, something in particular that happened, started to happen around that time that, that right. made it all go this way? Because you got to remember that Reagan was from California, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, he was an actor and everything, it, right? Yeah. It wasn't always the, the, the leftist uh, hub that it is today. Right. And I believe Reagan actually won California during one of his elections. Uh, it turns out that I think Stallone and Schwarzenegger smoked there occasionally. So I was probably <laughs> oh, safe cool. among them. I was probably safe among those guys, uh, to be honest. But it, it, I don't understand why these people don't recognize that. Just uh, use some critical thinking, right? And take a look back. What happened? What caused these policies? Who are promoting these policies that are forcing you out of the place that you at one point loved? Right. And maybe vote against those policies in the future. <laughs> maybe that's not the greatest idea to keep them going, right? Try, try something different, maybe. And maybe mix it up a little bit, right? What's the definition of insanity? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll tell you what the definition of insanity is. It's repeatedly eating mustard over and over and over again. That's insanity, folks. I like a little mustard now and then, but yeah, when you have it every day, it's a little much, isn't it, Mike? (laughs) I don't know. I'm not a mustard-eating (laughs) nut. I could only speculate. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Did I ever tell you my story about going up to Canada and buying cigars up there? Uh, no, I thought you were going to tell me a story about eating a ton of mustard, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did that too. No, but they're, they're ridiculously expensive up there because they tax them. I was thinking maybe that's what they'll do in California because just to oh, get a basic basi- cigar up there, it's like $25. It is. It, it's it's yeah. outrageous out right. there with the costs of cigars. I mean, a cigar that would in Pennsylvania cost twenty dollars can be up to forty dollars out there okay so they've already done that okay Okay. oh oh it's it's insane i remember being in san diego during law school and keep in mind this is in law school i've got a couple of nickels to rub together and Mm -hmm. i found a cigar that would be four or five dollars here on the east coast and it was probably about 15 over there it's just it's absolutely outrageous attack yeah crazy And, and what happened in canada when i was playing ball uh, guys would always talk about that because a lot of guys chewed tobacco and it was just absolutely cost prohibitive over there. So sure. it's de- that's definitely uh, something that people know about Canada. What else we got going on? Uh, I have some news about these newfangled things called video games. Do you guys know what those are? <laughs> Barely. I think you taught me about them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Atari think... 5200. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm talking about uh, the, the newer video games. So there's this company called Epic Games, and they bought a game previously owned by I forget who, but they bought it. Uh, it's called Rocket League, and it's now free forever because they like giving things away um but they make a lot of money through microtransactions in other news uh microsoft bought this company called bethesda which you guys may not know these games or play them but you'll probably recognize some names um they uh bethesda is known for skyrim fallout 
uh, the whole series, I think. Uh, Dishonored, Oblivion, Prey, Doom Eternal. You guys probably have heard of Doom, right? I have. I, the okay. Rock made a terrible movie about it. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there was a there was one that was made. I think in in the 80s or the 90s that was all that was actually ported to Nintendo. Mike, you might know what that is. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> that's my style. <laughs> and uh, they they made an updated version in 2016. The funny thing is, Microsoft, who owns Xbox, now owns Bethesda, which makes uh, they make. Uh, exclusive console titles for the PlayStation 5, which is owned by Sony, their competitor. So with Microsoft, uh, do you think their stock's going to go up as a result? Can you give me any tips here? I have no idea. (laughs) But is that a a favorable thing for Microsoft to have that? I I think it is, but Microsoft's kind of being very Facebook-y right now. They're just buying things. And mm. I don't know if they're going to, like, you know, buy it and then crush it or if they're going to buy it and let it keep going, like what they did with Minecraft, or if they're going to just utterly destroy it for no reason. Um, you know, it's and and uh, there's some some other news. So the uh, Xbox, the, the new one came out. Microsoft has uh, a terrible problem with naming things so there's the original xbox the xbox 360 the xbox one which (laughs) well okay that makes sense because the next thing in line would after 360 is 720 right well the cosine of 720 is the number one so that makes course why why didn't anybody else so so then they (laughs) so obvious yeah (laughs) (laughs) so um so then after the Xbox One, that one's, um, you know, uh, successor would be the Xbox One S, uh, as in Sally or Sierra. Um, and then they have the uh, successor to that, which is more powerful and does 4K and stuff like that. Uh, and that one's called the Xbox One X, as in X-Ray or Xbox. Um And the reason this is important is because they carried on that naming scheme, which has confused people beyond belief. They recently launched the Xbox Series S and the Series X, and people, you know, bots have bought up all of them, and people bought the One X and One S by mistake as a pre-order. Which is oh, no. both hilarious and terrible at the same time. I wish people, <laughs> I wish, and, and car companies are guilty of this too. I'm looking at you, Tesla, and and uh-huh. and Mercury, and like, let's add S, let's add X, let's add Q. You know, like why? <laughs> let's add Y. The question. You know what gets me about that? You know what gets me about that? Russ is when I was growing up yeah. playing Nintendo and Duck Hunt, and it was just called Nintendo. Those games they yeah. have just the just Nintendo. Yeah, my dad would always be like, "Yeah, get outside and throw a ball around. What are you doing in here? Nobody's ever going to pay you money to do that." Little did he know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be like, "Dad, you have no idea what you're talking about. Shut up and get out of here. Let me play my video games so I can get rich someday." <laughs> right, right. 
Well, there's a lot of kids on YouTube now making like millions of dollars just playing Absolutely. online, right, Ross? That's what I'm talking I, about. There's a whole. Easy I don't know about millions about of dollars. There's people who play sports on video games and make money playing sports on video games. They're Those are called esports, sport. old man. Right, right. Esports. They they're uh, making uh, money playing sports. It blows my mind. But hey, uh, if I figured out how to do something like that, then. Uh, you know, uh, I would be happy. So more power to them. That, that's how I see it. Maybe yes. we should start doing that on the show with Russ or something. Maybe yeah, we'll just, just play video out. games. That's who, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> we ought to do some kind of a, a video podcast on the weekends or something. Just uh, yeah, Mike G that. and the Parade of Freaks, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah we could all get together and play Halo. Just, yeah, just pop in and, hey. and play uh, Halo. What's Halo? <laughs> uh, it's the one that I tried to get you to. When I was fixing your computer, I tried to get you to play that. And you're like, oh, I, I don't know how to control this. So we played Mortal Kombat. Well, that, Mortal Kombat's more my style. You know, I don't think they had that on Nintendo, but they certainly had it at the arcade when it was growing uh, up. They did have the quarters in. They did have a version on Nintendo, I believe. They just had all the, really? the blood cut out of it. Huh. Which well, makes it pointless. Well, it's just a bad fighting movie at that point. Maybe that was uh, the more <laughs> expensive Nintendo game. I always got like the generic ones, like the 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 game was called Pro Wrestling, or it was just, it was just called like Football or whatever it was. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever was in the discount box. That's what I ended up. I with. had Pong. Pong. Uh, yeah. Had, I remember hearing about that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure you guys did. I have uh, like let's, uh, well, let's shift gears. Anything serious in the news? Well, depends if you a, take the uh, news Breonna seriously. <laughs> I guess so, right? <laughs> there's a Brianna Taylor case. Um, there's uh, development. Um, a former officer was charged with wanton endangerment. Um, not sure what that means. Right, um, like, but the like other two a, officers, a reckless, recklessness type thing, you know, it's not uh, something that's intentional, but it's so agreed. It's not. It's beyond negligent. It's uh, you know particularly egregious. Okay, and so the other two officers were not charged, and so I think it's Louisville or Louisville. That's what they call it. Um, Louisville. You're you know, gonna make a lot Troy, of people mad. <laughs> Troy from God and Guns would would. Have, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Would be so like disappointed. Um, Troy from God and Guns would be so disappointed. <laughs> He's from Kentucky. But there's been so there's been development since that. So I believe that they were um, under a state of emergency a couple of days prior to that because they knew. I don't know if they knew that was coming, but they were prepared. Um, they had a state of emergency going in Kentucky um, because of that because of that coming up in case it went the way it did, and then. It went that way, and so there was riots, and that's when the two um, uh, police officers were shot, and um, one under is went under a surgery today, and so that's kind of what's developed since them, since that since the news came out. So it was a state of emergency. Then the news came out that only one person is being charged, and it was not with murder or anything like that. It was wanton endangerment, and then you know the riots and protests broke out, which led to two officers getting shot, and I think there's going to be some more mm. protests tonight. Uh, so that's what's going on there. So now the so guy who was charged with uh, dumpling endangerment, uh, I believe what I heard, nobody laughs seriously. Wontons dumpling. I was like, did Brett you just Hankin. say dumpling? Hey, you like, guys, you guys are like, all fired. <laughs> I had some dumplings the other night. <laughs> uh, so the grand jury indicted Brett Hankinson is his name. Uh, let's Recounted talk about that. I, I heard that what he did was he shot from outside the home into a window. 
and had not even identified his target. Now, I also heard that those were not the shots that ultimately killed Breonna Taylor and that they went into somebody else's home. So, mm-hmm. you know, sure, not a, not a good practice there to be uh, firing without identifying your target and everything like that. Before we talk about the riots, let's talk a little bit about that situation because that situation is extremely upsetting um, for gun owners. No two ways about it. You've got They've got the wrong place. They knocked down the door. Now, they're saying now, I believe, that they did knock and identify themselves. But, hey, it's in the middle of the night. Obviously, they're not hanging out by the door. They could have been in bed sleeping. And all you hear is a knock and some shouting. And then they proceed to break down the door. They proceed to break through the door before you can answer it, uh, before you could figure out what's going on. And I think a lot of gun owners would be in that same situation where they present themselves armed. If you think some there's some kind of home invasion going on, uh, let's not lose sight of that. Uh, a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of times people, because this gets so politicized and and they don't agree with the rioting or maybe they don't even agree with whether these officers were culpable in a certain specific type of way. The bottom line is that any one of our listeners could be in that situation. You know, I could be in that situation where you get confused in the middle of the night if somebody's banging and you believe there to be a home invasion. Is that fair to say, Chris? Yeah, it is. It is fair to say. I think even now it's it's more likely than ever. I mean, I hate to say it, but statistically with everything going on in the world, right? Um, you know, it's it's uh, a higher likelihood now that that could happen to somebody than before. So, yeah, it could happen to anybody. Now... <laughs> I know Rand Paul introduced the, the Breonna Taylor bill, trying to get rid of no-knock warrants. They're saying now it was not a no-knock warrant. Uh, would be interesting to see, in, you know, did these police officers uh, really take it to the level that it was was criminal? And it's... it's the way you would certainly describe this situation is an absolute tragedy. It's absolutely horrific that this happened. Uh, it's terrible that it happened. Uh, but there, there are certain situations where, where perhaps they weren't culpable to the, gr- to the degree of some kind of murder charge. And now, when you have a bang-bang situation like that, and you know, I mean, a situation that unfold so quickly like that i mean do you think they're really picking up the person's race in the middle of all that i mean are these really racist cops Uh, maybe they were they were poorly trained and maybe their policies were off maybe they shouldn't have been doing that uh you know certainly they were uh there's some there's there's a level of fault that they didn't have the right place in the first place right yeah, sure, uh, sure. Bottom line is, an innocent life was taken at their hands. Now, now, what exactly caused that is something that would require further analysis. But mm-hmm. is it really a, a racist situation? It doesn't seem like it. I mean, that'd be very difficult to to prove beyond a reasonable doubt, right? Like, how do you? I mean, like if you that? popped yeah. out, if you popped out. Right. Uh, shooting in that same situation. And again, totally reasonable uh, 
for you to misunderstand the situation, right? Based yeah. on what we know. Mm-hmm. Let, let's say that's you in that situation. Do you think they say, ah, never mind, he's a white guy. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I think I'm in trouble in that situation. But unfortunately, you know, that is the narrative that's being painted, though. It's becoming black versus right. white. Right. How they handle well, it, it differently. Back- yeah, but why can't we all be on the same page that, hey, the police need to get it together and not do this kind yeah. of thing, rather than, oh, it's it's a racist thing. And if, if we just, uh, you know, tell them that they're racist and we do that, then that'll that'll fix it. I don't think that's going to fix the problem. Right. Well, you know, it's a it's a horrific mistake, you know. Right. And and because they were at the wrong address, too. So that's, you know, a huge mistake there. But like that's going to happen. You know, they should obviously be extra careful, but you're also talking about a very stressful scenario that the police are engaged in. So, I mean, things happen, right? But doesn't mean it's racism all the time. Yeah. And that's where the narrative being systemic across the country right now, sometimes I have trouble with that wording because if you look at the numbers, uh, I wouldn't say it's systemic. You know, most, most uh, of those types of encounters are handled more appropriately. You know, there was a situation over in Arizona not too long ago where they got a call on some kind of noise complaint. Uh, They weren't sure if it was a domestic. And the police knock on the door. Uh, It's late at night. They they bang on the door. uh, And ultimately, they stand to the, the sides of the door. A man answers the door, opens the door, and he has a gun in his hand. And before anything else can happen, they shoot the guy to death. And, you know, I, I asked a couple of people, I told them that story, I said, were the co- do you think the cops were racist in that situation? They said, you know, I don't know, uh, maybe. And I said, well, you know, everybody in the situation was white. So right. I don't think it's likely yeah. that that was, that was the case. Now, did they mess up? Absolutely. Uh, is it a terrible thing that happened? Absolutely. Uh, but it wasn't, clearly wasn't motivated by racism. Uh, but we seem to I, the thing that I hate about people throwing around the term racism, like the mustard eating knucklehead on on Twitter. <laughs> right. Is that it's really diminishing what it means. Right. Mm-hmm. Because if everything's racist, then nothing's racist. And you have people that are, are skeptical when things happen that really are racist. Uh, and that's not the way it should be. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I think that uh, certainly the people that I've been around in in my generation and uh, the people I've gotten to know, Philly Chris's generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Most really of those don't... people are gone now. Poor Abraham yeah. Lincoln, right? Poor Abraham right, right, Lincoln right. gone too soon. <laughs> <laughs> but but these, these folks despise racism. Right? They they don't tolerate racism. If we're hanging out at the cigar shop and somebody were to say something racist, they'd be run out of the joint. Uh, but the more people accuse people of being racist, just like the Jenny from the block situation, willy nilly for no ch- for no reason whatsoever, I think right. that that puts us in a much worse off place, doesn't it? You know, I think you're right, Mike. And you know, this is something I've been thinking a lot about. You know, when I go out and engage with people on the street, even doing the you know, Philly Chris interviews and stuff. And I, I think that it, it is a huge problem because, hey, racism still exists, right? There are racists. Like I've, you know, met some people who are racist or you hear these people who will, 
you know, say things out of the side of their mouth after certain people might, you know, leave the room or whatever. And, and, you know, that's racist behavior, but to say it's systemic, I think just, um, makes it amplifies it to a point where we are now, right? Because most people are good on both sides. Uh, wouldn't we agree? Or, I mean, most people are good. Uh, I think we're all bad. I think that, that fun, <laughs> we're all sinful. We're all bad is, is my, yeah, opinion. True. Uh, in my yeah. opinion. Well, I think that's a great point, Mike. And I totally agree. And I think where I was trying to go with that is that, you know, the, we're mostly good. You know, we all have flaws. We've all sinned. We all have regrets and, and do things we need to apologize uh, for, but I don't know that it's, um, it's, you know, a systemic problem, like they're saying, at least I hope it's not. You know, I think that what we see in this country today with just like the, the knucklehead responded to Jenny and these Christian values being pushed on us and, and we've really become a country uh, that is godless in many ways and it's becoming taboo to be Christian. And when you have that going on, you see what happens when people are left to their own devices, right? Because if we were all naturally good, then we wouldn't see the things that are unfortunately going on in the world today. So terrible situation. I think so. there needs to be punishment. There needs to be change. Uh, you know, we could put any one of us in that situation, but you don't always have to tie it back to the racist thing. You're diluting it and you're not doing anybody any favors. You're doing people a disservice. That's all the time we got for today. Stick around for We the People, The Constitution Matters, Pastor David Whitney, Professor Phil Duffy. I'll be joining as your legal analyst. We miss you, Ellie. Daddy loves you.